When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians for estheticians and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everyone. You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren. And today we're going to be diving into our morning skincare routines. I'm so excited for this episode. I love listening to podcasts where people just literally open their skincare bags and talk about product because I think at the heart of this, we are all product junkies. And I have Lauren here. Hi, I'm super excited for this episode. This is, like you said, my favorite thing. I love, even just when people do like what's in my bag, like I love knowing what everybody uses. So I'm excited to talk about it. I know. I don't know why it's so intriguing. It's like opening Pandora's box. It's so exciting. Okay, well, I will just start this off. And I think the way Lauren and I decided to do this format is we're going to be switching kind of switching off product by product so you don't have to you don't have to listen to one person talk for 30 minutes and then switch over. I feel like this is more interactive and fun, but I will kick it off and obviously the first thing I go to is my cleanser. And I think cleansers really are the foundation of a strong skincare routine. It's so important to not have something that is stripping the barrier because when you're stripping the barrier, you're compromising everything. You're making it more prone to irritation, dryness, acne. So you guys, I'm pretty, I'm pretty boring. My whole routine is from Derma Plus. Obviously it's the spa I work at, but the reason I really love it is because it is all professional grade products and they're all plant-based. So there's so much power in botanicals because these plants create the seeds that these plants just need to sustain life. So there's so much power and potential in plant-based plant-based ingredients. Of course, you can overdo it and I'm not a fan of overstimulating products, but this is why I really love Dermaplus. Everything's so streamlined, mild, everything is intentional, but I'll stop blabbering and I will just get into my cleanser. So I use our chamomile cleanser and this is made without sodium lauryl sulfate. I think that's the main thing to avoid in cleansers. But this one has a coconut drive version. So you get a really nice foaming action with it. But it's very soothing, gentle, and mild on the skin. Also has chlorophyll for antioxidants. And chamomile, obviously, very soothing. So I love this. It it removes makeup great. And one thing I think a lot of people, um, a lot of clients I see overdo is Overusing the oil cleansers, which I think they can have a place in removing makeup, but not for everyone, not for super acne-prone people. I would stay away from congestive balms, but for me, really, all I need is the chamomile cleanser. I'll Sometimes I'll use a little oil-free eye makeup remover if I have a lot of eye makeup on, but this with a warm washcloth works great. Sometimes I'll use the Foreo um, tool to cleanse my skin or a Clarisonic if I want an extra clean, but that is what I do for my first step. I want to try that cleanser for so bad. I see you post about it all the time. Uh, I'm going to have to get one next time I'm in San Francisco. It's like the perfect staple cleanser because it's just so mild and most people, you just don't want to overdo it. So I think it's really incredible. Yeah. I think that's so important too, is knowing 
knowing that you need to purchase a cleanser that is not too stripping. I see so many people that come to me, even some people can't handle, you know, just a basic gel cleanser because it's too stripping for their skin. So I think that it's, yeah, so important to find one that is really gentle on the skin. And I agree that cleansing is like, oh, like one of the absolute most important portions of your skincare routine. So uh, for anyone, not even for, you know, just people who are acne prone, but for everyone. Um, so I use currently um, the Caudalie Instant Foaming Cleanser. So mm -hmm. this is, yeah, it's one that I got like um, a few months ago um, when I was in New York and it's really gentle. It's a foam cleanser, um, which I love for the morning because it's not too stripping. You know, in the morning we don't have makeup to remove. We just need to really, you know, have a clean slate on our skin. So this one again, um, actually has chamomile in it as well, Tess. And, um, the second ingredient in this is glycerin. So it's super hydrating. Um, without being stripping to the skin, whenever I use this, which is every morning, I don't feel, I don't feel dry or stripped afterwards. It just feels like a really good clean, like my skin is set up and ready for, um, for the next, the next product that I'm going to use. I love that. And it, it's actually sounds a little bit similar to the Derma Plus one that has glycerin as well. We love that yeah. for hydration. And it's really yeah. funny, Lauren, I, that was the first nice cleanser I ever used. I used to, to, I don't know if I ever told you I did, I used to work for a PR company that represented Caudalie. So I had all the Caudalie and yeah, it's a really nice, really nice line. Yeah. I love the Caudalie line. I'm reading on my little bottle here. Um, no parabens, phenoxyethanol, phthalates, um, sodium lauryl sulfate, um, and no like artificial fragrances. So it's super great. It's, it's not the most expensive cleanser that you could ever buy, but I feel like you get, it's a really good basic cleanser. Um, doesn't cost too much and isn't going to be stripping or dehydrating to the skin. No, nice and gentle. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's get into toner. Do you use a toner, Lauren? Um, I do sometimes, not all the time. The one that I have currently okay. um, is by Caudalie again. It's the Beauty Elixir. I, I mainly use it if I'm going to be using oils um, so that so that my oils hydrate, or sorry, that my oils like sink in better. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I will talk about toner next because that's my second product I always use. And for the morning, I'm all about hydration and being preventative and providing a lot of antioxidants. So, oh, this might be one of my favorite Dermaplus products. And toner was something I, I hadn't necessarily found a favorite. So it wasn't ever something I felt super strongly towards until I tried the two Derma, Dermaplus toners, one I use in my nighttime routine. But the hydrating toner is what I use... Oh, Gosh, morning, sometimes I'll use it nighttime as well because all skin needs hydration. Even if you're acne prone, want to keep the skin hydrated. So it has aloe and it has a really great ingredient called panthenol, very helpful for wound healing and calming the skin. So I love that. It has chlorophyll for antioxidants and it has a little bit of hyaluronic acid de derived from sodium hyaluronate. So the natural salt form of sodium hyaluronate um, or hy hyaluronic acid, but it's just incredible for binding moisture to the skin. That's what I love hyaluronic acid for. It binds a thousand times its weight in water to the skin. So it's incredible. It's just like a magnet for that hydration. And a toner is important because you want to normalize the pH of your skin, of course. That just helps with product penetration. So oh, I love this one. It just, I feel like it makes my other serums and my moisturizer penetrate that much better. So such a fan. Yeah, I, I really need to find a good toner that I like. And I think I've kind of had the same issue that you used to have is that yeah. I've just never really found one that I love and that, that agrees with my skin. Um, and I also just want to point out really quick, just for everybody listening, when we talk about toner, we're not talking about alcohol-based toner. Oh, good one. Good point. So if your toner stings when you're putting it on, 
throw it in the trash because that is like the the worst thing you could be doing for your skin. That's not what we want. So not no. alcohol based toners. We're talking about hydrating, soothing, nourishing, yes. pH balancing toners. Yes. And there's such a range of products within the toner category. The alcohol-based ones are going to be more astringents. And I think there can be a place for which for toners that include a little bit of witch hazel if it doesn't have um, an alcohol content and it should be, you know, properly diluted. But even like the, what's, what are some of the, I mean, back in the day, I used to use like Seabreeze when I was like 15 and didn't have acne at all. Like why? It's just so harsh and stripping. So yeah. Yeah. Echoing what you said. It's all about the hydration. Yes, definitely. Okay. So next well, up, what do you use after your toner test? Okay. I always, I'm very classic and I always go in for my vitamin C after the toner. And the one I'm using right now, everything I'm using is Derma Plus, but I use our vitamin C that's derived from L-ascorbic acid, one of the most bioavailable, bioavailable forms of vitamin C. So vitamin C, I just think is so important almost everyone can can benefit and should use a vitamin C. It's going to strengthen the collagen in your skin and help reduce that vascularity and just overall help reduce fine lines and pigmentation. So for me, it's so essential and it does boost your sunscreen by providing a lot of antioxidants. So it's almost like a little shield, but it's also going to work on some of those deeper layers of the skin to produce collagen, which is really, really hard to do. Vitamin C is one of the only few ingredients that does that. And I feel like so many products claim they'll just put collagen, you know, on the on the label. And I remember finding out in school that just because a product says, you know, a certain term like firming or collagen, that marketing label has no tie to the ingredients. So you just can't trust a marketing promise. And the last thing I'll say about the vitamin C is it's so important to get a, a good professional grade vitamin C, get one. I really like this one because we activate it in the in the spa when you buy it. We add a liquid. So it's not degrading over time. So many vitamin Cs, by the time you get them in your hands, they've already degraded or they're not active at all, which is not what you want. So I would say a vitamin C is one thing you should invest in if you're going to purchase it. Somebody asked me the other day over Instagram what a cheap vitamin C I could recommend was. And I would just I would just say it's something serums, I think there's something you should save for because that's the smallest molecule. You're gonna get the most bang for your buck in a serum. So that's what I I think is really important to invest in, um, I mean, among, among other things, but that's one of the big ones. So all about a vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, of course, of course, do the same thing. I have a vitamin C that I use in the morning right now. I'm using the, um, image skincare vital C hydrating antioxidant serum. Um, so yeah, it's really, I, I like love it. Cause it's, it's really lightweight, so it's not going to feel super heavy on the skin. Um, it's got vitamins A, C, and E, um, and it is really potent, so you don't need a ton. And it also um, is in a super hydrating base um, with hyaluronic acid in it. So you're going to be getting hydration. You're going to be getting vitamin A, C, E, so it's going to be brightening. It's super hydrating and nourishing for the skin. Um, it's one of my favorite products that I've ever used and something that is definitely worth the money. And I think that, um, also Tess, as you were saying, it, serums are absolutely something that you should invest your money on. If you're going to spend good, if you're going to spend a lot of money on one product in your routine, I would say it's absolutely a serum or a retinol or ideally both, because you want something when it comes to medical grade skincare, there's, there's just such a difference in so many ways. There's, you know, higher, it's higher potency. It's going to be 
have better delivery systems. You know, these these companies have chemists behind them mm. that, are, that are formulating these delivery systems so that your skin can actually absorb and use the ingredients that are in the product. Um, and I think that vitamin C is one that everybody can benefit from. It's great for dark spots, um, for aging. Again, like you said, the collagen, it's I mean, a staple product that I think that pretty much everybody should be should be using every single morning. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I really like that image product. I think that's a really good one. I really like Image's Vital C line. I actually, the, the eye cream I use is in that range too. And it's like a serum eye cream. Oh, is it? That is actually one that's, that's on my list to purchase next. I got it at Face and Body. I just wanted to try it out because I've heard really good things about that line and that's one of their, their best lines. So love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Okay. Moving on from vitamin C. So I, after my vitamin C, sometimes I will go in with a hyaluronic acid just for added moisture. So that's a second serum and that just, again, helps the moisturizer and the humectants in my moisturizer penetrate a little bit deeper by binding moisture to the skin. So the hyaluronic acid I'm using is by Replenix, and we sell it at Dermaplus. I've posted it on my Instagram a ton, but it's a really nice one. Yeah, that looks amazing. I love, 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 love hyaluronic acid. You truly cannot go wrong. Another product that everybody should have in their routines, especially now that we're kind of starting to get into the fall months and in the winter months, you will really benefit from adding that to your to your moisturizer if you're not already using a hyaluronic acid. Oh, yeah. We love that. Yeah. So my next product, I only use the one, the vi- the image vitamin C in the morning. I feel like it's got pretty much okay. everything in it that I need. So I don't layer too much on top of that. Um, yeah. I do use an eye cream next. So um, right now I'm using the Naturopathica Vitamin K Brightening Eye Serum, which um, I really like. It is, it's really thick and moisturizing, which I do like, but I'm feeling like it's a little too thick for my own skin, for my skin type. Um, but I'm loving the results from it. It's really brightening. The vitamin K really helps to brighten up the complexion underneath your eyes to get rid of, um, dark circles and, you know, kind of that, that little, this is gross, but like blood accumulation underneath the skin. Um, and it's also, um, has horse chestnut in it, which is really soothing around the eye. Um, so it's a more natural line. It's, um, it is not medical grade, but I still think that it's really, um, something really hydrating and, um, just nourishing for the eye area. I've never heard of that line, Naturopathica. Oh, really? It's, it's, it's a really cool line. Um, it's very natural, but they have really good products, which not that natural is bad, um, yeah. but they have really good products that I feel like are formulated really well um, for, for benefits. It's not, you know, it's not one of those fluff and puff type natural lines that's not going to do anything for your skin. They do have really good formulations. Okay. Okay. I will keep an eye out and I'll just dive into mine. I go into my eye cream next as well. And sometimes I'll use that image one I mentioned, but if I'm feeling super dry and as we get into fall, I'm really loving the Dermaplus vitamin K eye cream and Lauren just hit (laughs) on this ingredient, vitamin K. It's an amazing ingredient for boosting blood circulation. So myself, I'm anemic. So being low in iron, I feel like my dark circles and and just really pop, unfortunately. And I'm really prone to that like raccoon eye look. So I love this. A lot of my clients really love this. And they say it's like one of the only eye creams they've truly seen reduce dark circles. Cause I know so many products claim to do that. So I love this eye cream. It also has a little bit of coffee derived caffeine and it has hyaluronic acid, cucumber, chamomile. So it's super soothing. And Oh, one other thing I'll mention is we blend all of our Derma Plus ingredients in house. So that's really cool. And 
obsessed with this eye cream. I use it daytime and nighttime, and it is like a ride or die because I've just grown so distrusting of eye creams. So to so to find one that actually proves results, mm-hmm. I'm like never letting it go. And I feel like that is such a perk of professional grade ingredients. And one of the main differences between cosmeceuticals and professional grade products is that there's so much money invested into the research side rather than just marketing. So they have spent the money to prove that these products will have a difference on the skin. Yeah, definitely. That's, I think, one of the major, major differences. And that's something so important, especially when it comes to your serums and like your more high powered products, the fact that they do research and they can back up all of their claims. I think that that is the most important thing when you're looking at something because you want to know that what you're spending money on is actually going to work. So I think that that is, you know, one of the most important things. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, I feel like so many, it's so hard with skincare because a lot of people get their information from YouTube or bloggers or, you know, influencers. And a lot of times they're just speaking on personal experience or even just how the product feels in in their hands. And a lot of times that's just, you know, what the money is going into to make sure you have a nice experience, to make sure you enjoy the smell and the feeling. And those are all important things, but you can't argue with research. So... I think that is, you know, where your money is really best invested. And it doesn't mean your products have to be crazy expensive. Even there's, you know, like luxury designer skincare lines. And I always kind of have questionable opinions about a lot of those because it's just, I wonder, you know, what ingredients are truly in the product to make it worth the price point. And I think a lot of times consumers don't question that and they just think if a product's expensive, it's automatically good for the skin. Right. And I, yeah, that's a really good point, Tess, because I mean, when you look at like, say Dior or Chanel or, you know, whatever these, these luxury brands are that are charging $90 for a moisturizer, you you know, it doesn't necessarily just because it's it's expensive, doesn't mean that it's going to be high quality. And one of one of my favorite examples of this is La Mer. There. Yes. It blows my mind how much money people will spend on this product. And it's like, literally, like petroleum based. It's like, you might as well use Vaseline and save yourself a couple hundred bucks. Oh, my goodness. I know I have. I have clients, it's really hard to pull them away from certain lines because it's almost, I don't know if it's some sort of attachment or something they've been using using for years, but a lot of people get really attached to their designer or department store lines. And yeah, it's, it's really all about ingredients. Even if you're not an esthetician, I really think it's important to start looking at labels and we're going to do a whole episode where we go into what to look for in the products and how to kind of start deciphering things. But just basic rule of thumb, your active ingredients are listed from most concentration to least, just like a food label. So I did a little review on Kylie's skin, for example, and she's talking about on my YouTube channel. Um, And she's talking about, you know, she's highlighting these certain ingredients, kiwi, all these things that are beneficial for the skin. But if you go and flip the bottle over and look at the back of it, it's these ingredients she's talking about are mentioned like second to last. So it's just something to be wary of when you are purchasing products to know that marketing claims really don't relate to the amount of active ingredients Mm -hmm. in the product. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I think um, vitamin C is a big, big one in this kind of category that, you know, something will be labeled as a vitamin C serum. And as we talked about, L-ascorbic acid is going to be the best, the best option. If you're getting a vitamin C serum, you want it to have L-ascorbic acid and you want it to be high on the ingredient list. Some, some products will have 
um, you know, some type of vitamin C derivative and it will be like at the bottom of the ingredient list. So yeah, it does technically have some type of vitamin C in it. However, the type of vitamin C as well as the concentration being so low, it's, it's not going to do anything. So you have to really, really, really scrutinize labels before you spend money on something, especially if you're going to spend money on something that is super pricey. You know, you want to make sure yeah. that you're, you're spending your money wisely. Yeah. And I feel like maybe people just look at a price tag and it's almost like a free hall pass. Like they don't have to do the research because, you know, they think it's automatically vetted Mm -hmm. or even Sephora. There's, you know, so many skincare lines and so much cute packaging. And I think we just really have to think about if you want to spend your money on the packaging versus Mm -hmm. The ingredients themselves. Right. And I know like cute packaging really sells. It looks cute on a vanity, mm-hmm. but I would say the best things to look for are, you know, professional grade products. Mm-hmm. I believe in plant-based products, but you know, yeah, I think yeah. within that realm, I, I, I see that you get really incredible results. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You want to make sure that it's backed up by estheticians um, and the research and everything. I do think that there is a place for certain cosmeceutical grade products. Like, you know, if not everybody can afford a $40 cleanser, a $90 serum, a $75 moisturizer. So there is a place, I think, for products that, you know, aren't necessarily medical grade. But when you're talking about the products that are going to do the most um, changing within your skin, that's where you really, really, really need to to do your research. So that's a good point. And I think that brings up another one. Like we are two estheticians talking. We can have different opinions. Mm-hmm. Every esthetician tends to have different opinions on mm-hmm. different subjects. It's really hard to find two that completely align a hundred percent, unless you're kind of working under the same roof, you've kind of been indoctrinated into the same things. But I think for the most part, Lauren and I see eye to eye on most things. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was a fun little tangent. I know, right? (laughs) Love our tangents. Okay. I will get into my next and it is my moisturizer. So I have been using an oil-free moisturizer and it is the Hydrator by Dermaplus. It has a lot of great anti-inflammatories, has aloe, panthenol, soothing for the wound healing or any post-acne trauma. And it has chamomile, papaya, pineapple, sea kelp. It is just a really wonderful product. And if you are somebody who likes the feeling of a more gel-like formula. And I find a lot of my male clients really like this one because guys tend to not like something really thick and greasy. Um, But I really am liking this and it's been a bit of a transition for me. I think a lot of people tend to think a thicker product equals more hydration. And it's not always necessarily the case. A lot of the times these thicker moisturizers, like Lauren mentioned, La Mer, they have a little bit of congestive ingredients and thicker emollients that are going to occlude that top layer of skin. So the skin feels conditioned, but it's not really hydrating. So I really like this moisturizer because it truly delivers hydration and it doesn't give you a lot of extra nourishment, which is something if you can be acne prone like me, I am trying to avoid and only use as use those more nourishing products as a bit of a treatment a couple times during the week. But I like this one because it's oil free and I feel like it doesn't attract the sun. So I like it for daytime and nighttime, but I always use this one in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point test that, you know, a lot of moisturizers that are feel thick and they feel really hydrating. They aren't necessarily hydrating. And sometimes they can even dehydrate you if you have that, if you have that occlusion, you know, and you, and moisture from the air can't get into your skin. I see that a lot with products that have um, a lot of silicones, like dimethicone is for me, a huge culprit of that. I have a, a sunscreen. I won't name the brand, but I have a sunscreen that Mm -hmm. I 
um, just tried out just, you know, just to try. And dimethicone is one of the, one of the top ingredients. And it's literally, as soon as I put it on, I feel my skin dry out almost. It's, it's really bizarre, but that's something really important to keep an eye for is that again, look at your ingredients, make sure, you know, a lot of products with beeswax in them or, um, you know, those waxy, more balmy type ingredients can be, um, just really occlusive on the skin. And there is a place for occlusive products for sure. But if you're wanting it for your daily hydrator, your daily moisturizer, probably not going to be the best. A hundred percent agree. And another note on that, because I feel like so many people don't know this, oils on their own are not hydrating. They're going to condition that outer layer and kind of smooth down like the cuticle of the skin, but it's not binding moisture to the skin. It's really just occluding things. So if you do use an oil, you want to use it as the last step in your routine. And some moisturizers have oils to condition the skin. But if you're using an oil in place of moisturizer, just remember it's not truly delivering that hydration that you get from humectants. Yeah, exactly. And there, um, when it comes to you know, a moisturizer that is, you know, creamy, like a normal moisturizer would be, it's creamy because it's a blend of oil and water stuck together with an emulsifier, basically. And that's why it works so well is that it's usually some type of oil and and water, you know, obviously with a bunch of other ingredients, but um, it's emulsified together and it gives your skin because your skin needs both oil and water for, you know, the ultimate hydration. Um, so that's a really great point when you are using an oil, even if you just want to use only an oil, because I know a lot of people are just really into that right now. I always say, use your oil on top of, uh, like damp skin or spray with a hydrating toner and then use your oil on top. That way you get both and it will actually sink into your skin again, instead of, as you said, Tess, like basically smoothing down the cuticle of the skin. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's more of a topper to uh, occlude the ingredients, but yeah, yeah, it's not going to actually deliver that hydration. So good thing to know. And yeah. What is your moisturizer, Lauren? So in the morning I'm using, um, Dr. Barbara Sturm face cream light. Now, before, before I say anything about this product, I want to start off by saying this is a $200 moisturizer and I did not pay $200 for it. I got it at an event for free. Um, I, <laughs> cause we were just talking about like how products are so obscenely expensive sometimes. Um, I really, really, really like this moisturizer. However, I do personally think that the price is a bit out of control. So, um, just, just a little caveat, cause I don't want anyone to hear us say that, you know, don't spend $200 on a moisturizer yet. I'm using one every morning. So, um, with this product, it, it's so light. It's exactly as it sounds. It's super light. Um, one of the main ingredients is panthenol, which is so, um, healing for the skin, which I absolutely love Incredible for the skin. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. We love panthenol. I would bathe in it if I could. Um, and it does also have, um, um, other oils in it. So grapeseed oil, ginger root extract, sunflower seed oil. So these are all lighter oils that are not going to be clogging on the skin. They're not going to be suffocating. And again, they're not, it's not going to be occlusive. When you put this on, you can truly feel it sink right into the skin. So I love this one for daytime. It's super, I wouldn't say basic. Um, it really does have a lot of good nourishing ingredients, but it just feels light. It doesn't feel like too much. Um, and it's really great for more of our oily skin type people. I'm so curious about that one. And I like that it has those lighter non-comedogenic oils Mm -hmm. because, and I think, I think a lot of times it's like the very rich nut oils, like I know coconut oil and what are some other popular ones like marula oil. Mm -hmm. There's just some that can be more comedogenic than others. So like Lauren said, I think it's best to look for, those that are more skin loving oils, ones that have a similar consistency to your own natural sebum. So like Lauren said, they'll just sink in and be more readily absorbed 
by the skin. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm so curious. Does that does that moisturizer have like insane peptides or something? What what do you think makes it so expensive? I'm just curious. Uh, to be honest, I really don't know because I mean the active ingredients. I'm reading it off their website right now. Is um, purslane, pistachia vera seed oil, um, grapeseed oil, panthenol. Um, and then, uh, visabolo, which is the, um, chamomile plant, sunflower seed oil, vitamin E, skull cap, um, and then ginger root extract. They don't, I, I don't have the box anymore, so I don't have the full um, list of ingredients, but it's, I guess it does have antioxidants. It's very plant-based, but I mean, it's formulated by a doctor. Um, so I would assume that the, the testing that goes into it, um, is probably what drives the price up, but I don't know, you guys. I think $200 on a moisturizer is just just a little on the crazy side. Crazy. No, sorry to put you on the spot. I was just curious because I, I hear good things about it. And it may just be that she she's kind of a household name at this point and people yeah. know her as a luxury brand. So I'm just curious, like within her line, if there are certain things that have like stem cells and peptides that are really, you know, the more expensive ingredients because things like panthenol, all that, that shouldn't be too, too crazy. Not that it's a bad product. I'm just always curious what warrants, you know, the price tag. No, I totally, totally agree. And that's, that's a huge question I have as well. Like the moisturizer is great, but I don't see anything in there that is so expensive or such a crazy um, you know, mix of expensive ingredients. I, I don't really see that in there. Um, but yeah, I think that her household name, the research that she does is definitely a great product. If you've got the money and you don't mind the $200 price tag, then go for it. But don't don't go breaking your bank just for, um, you know, this type of product. Okay. Do you think you would buy it if like, would you buy it again? No. No, I I love it. I really, truly do. I just think that there are other options that are comparable that, um, that don't have that price tag. I just personally, $200 for me at this point is just not, it's not worth it. And I will splurge on my skincare. That's the one thing I will absolutely splurge on, but 200 bucks is out of my price range. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Alrighty. Well, let's see where we left off. Oh, sunscreen is obviously my next one. And I, I definitely alternate with my sunscreens. So I have a few in the arsenal right now. And mine tend to be a mix of chemical and physical sunscreens. I know mineral sunscreen tends to be the gold standard in skincare I just haven't found one I'm addicted to. So I kind of have been hopping around and I have my eye on some I want to try in the future. But the ones I tend to use are, I use the Neova. Lauren, have you heard of Neova? No, I haven't. What is that? Okay. So it's, it is really an incredible line and it was recommended to me by one of my mentors who's, really, really smart. And it's one of the only lines she recommends. She's not somebody who likes to throw around product names, but she has it in her spa and she recommends it because it actually has patented DNA technology. So really helpful for anti-aging. It has, I think the main ingredient is copper peptides, which is a really valuable ingredient, tends to be a little pricier, but that's what's in the sunscreen. I've been liking it. I don't think it breaks me out and it is an SPF 44. So it's just a really good lightweight consistency sunscreen. And then sometimes I will also use the Derma Plus SPF Um, And it is more of a gel consistency, so people really like that. It is really easy to blend out, and it doesn't leave any kind of white cast. It kind of just feels like 
a cloud-like texture. So if you don't like a really greasy sunscreen, this one's incredible. So I like that one. That's amazing. And those are the two I'm using. Yeah. Do you use chemical or physical? I use physical sunscreen. I, yeah, I use physical okay. sunscreen um, mainly because I I'm so prone to melasma. And as you said, gotcha. yeah, and as you said, Tess, uh, you know, physical tends to be the the gold standard, especially for people who are prone to um, hyperpigmenting or melasma. So I always stick to a mineral. Currently, I'm using the Ren Clean Skincare, um, their mineral SPF mattifying face sunscreen, and it is all physical, so um, zinc and titanium dioxide. And I like it. I find it. It does not break me out, which is good. And this, okay. yeah, this company is cruelty free and vegan and they do a lot of work with, um, reducing plastic and, uh, all the stuff that goes into the ocean. So I love that about it. It's a little thick for my taste as far as every day goes. It's, you know, I, I think that kind of comes with the territory when it comes to zinc specifically is that it, it is a little thicker, um, on the skin. So I haven't found that it, that leaves a white cast at all, but it does feel a little thicker. I feel like I've used so many sunscreens and I loved the, um, the super goop mineral sunscreen. And I just found out last week mm. that they discontinued it. And I'm just distraught over this <laughs> because it was one of my favorite. I can't believe it's discontinued. I know, I know. I texted Tess and I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Like I finally found a sunscreen that I love. So, um, but that's okay. So I have another one that's on my hit list that I'm going to order. I should actually probably order it tonight because I'm running really low. Uh, but I'm going to try the Elta MD. And I don't know which one yet because they have about 7 million. So I'm going to do my research and figure it out. And I'm sure I'll do like a little review or something on it because I know it's a really popular brand right now. So I'm excited to try that. I hear nothing but great things about that one. Same. Yeah. And it seems to be non-problematic for my clients that do use it. So I hear really, really good things. Yes. I'm yeah. excited to try it. One thing I was just thinking of, and I also use a super goop, the, I think it's the everyday sunscreen. I like that one. It seems lightweight, but I know they have an oil sunscreen. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. Like what, why are, why are companies coming out with like, oil? it's literally a stick yeah. and there's a makeup artist I really love, but she promotes it on her Instagram all the time. She's known for like glowy skin and she has perfect flawless skin. She's so flawless, mm -hmm. but she's like rubbing this stick of sunscreen oil on her face. And I'm just so confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know about an oil sunscreen. It's like two like counterproductive products to each other. So I don't know. I thought, I think that's really bizarre. I haven't looked at the ingredients of it. So I wonder what type of oil or if there's, you know, a lot of silicone in it, um, to give that, that oily glowy type look. I don't know. To me first, at first glance and first thought about an oil sunscreen, my automatic reaction is hell no. I know maybe there's like new technology I'm missing in it that like buffers out the problem of an oil. I don't know. I mean, all sunscreens I'm sure have a little bit of oil, but I'm just, that's a good question. Everything. Yeah. And I also know that in the skincare, like, you know, formulation world, with sunscreen, it's incredibly difficult to get them passed um, by the FDA or whoever approved sunscreen. I know that formulating them and getting getting those formulations right, doing the testing to make sure that they actually are effective, is really difficult. So I, I feel like there has to be, there has to be something that we are missing, not understanding about it. But I think this is interesting. We should look into this and and uh, yeah. try to figure it out, and we could talk about it in another episode. Yeah, maybe in the next one. I think that's a good idea. We are always learning. You never stop learning in this career. And I feel like I have an answer for most things that come up in the treatment room, but that's another thing. I feel like it's totally okay to say, you know what? I don't know. Like, let me do some more research and I'll get back to you on that because I've been in those situations where you want to give someone an answer and 
sometimes you just don't know. And as products evolve and ingredients change, there's bound to be more questions. So I think that just raises a fair point. It's totally okay to say, or especially if you're just getting out of school and you're newer, just say, you know what, I'll get back to you. And I think just in business and life in general, you don't have to feel pressured to give an answer back to somebody right away just because they asked you. Yeah, definitely. That is such a good point, Tess, because I think that as you know, professionals in our industry, we obviously are looked to as the experts. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there can be a lot of pressure that comes with that of yeah. you know having to have the answer to everything. But again, as you said, the industry is constantly changing. There's always new products. There's always you know new ingredients coming up, new formulations, just things that we have to stay on our toes and we have to be abreast of all the changes going on. And it's okay to say, I'm not sure. I haven't heard of that yet. Or, you know, let me check into this and I'll let you know. Because when it comes down to it, we have that base of knowledge as estheticians. We have this background knowledge be of, you know, that, that helps us analyze things and put our professional perspective and experience into, you know, the advice that we're giving to our clients. So it's always okay to say, you don't know, let me check it out. And then you use your professional experience to draw up a professional conclusion. So I think that's a really good point. Thank you. And I think it almost builds credibility and trust. And the last thing you want to do is be like forced, you give a a quick answer and then maybe you find out it wasn't totally accurate and you have to go back and tell them and fact check yourself. And it's just, I think it's a nice way of even building a relationship and letting someone know like you cared enough to look into something and you had the enough curiosity to say, I really care. And I, I want to give you the best answer. So I think it can help build trust. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you want to be, you want to be a partner with um, your client and you want them to trust you and you want to work with them and not just be, you know, a lecturer or, you know, someone that always has oh. all of the answers. Cause that's not, that's not ever the case. And yeah, building that trusting relationship and being a partner is, is so paramount to what we do. Yeah. And it'll, I think it comes up actually a lot because the lines are kind of blurred with estheticians Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, it's like we learn certain things about wellness in school. And then when you're in a real life scenario with someone, a lot of times you'll have that knowledge base to draw on, but of course we're not doctors. So I always say, you know, check with your doctor if you're unsure about something. But like, for example, the other day, somebody asked me if I believed in adaptogens. And it was something, I mean, I could say my personal opinion is I do. And I think X, Y, Z. But of course, I'm not, it's not my area of expertise. So I would probably defer to a doctor. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. great point. I like our little tangents. I know. I I was thinking that this was going to be a short episode just going over our products, but it's not. (laughs) Okay. Well, we we can wrap it up here unless you have anything else. No, that's it. That that wraps up my, my, uh, my products for the morning time. Okay. Oh, I have one quick question and then we will wrap, we'll wrap it up. Do you do any, do you do anything special with these products? Do you do any facial massage? Do you do any other kinds of massaging or cold rolling, anything like that? Because I forgot to speak on like tools. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tools. Um, I do use my Foreo cleansing device um, every morning okay. and every night. I find that it's the best clean. And um, as far as massaging goes, I'm honestly not as good about it as I should be. Um, I usually will will do um, gua sha or something like that in the morning. If I'm feeling mm-hmm. extra puffy or I'm holding on to fluids. But I, I do more facial massage and more work with tools at night than I do in the morning. Okay, got it. And I love massage. It's one of my favorite recommendations. So I didn't I didn't want to forget about it in these episodes because it's one of the best things I think you can do to strengthen your skin and your client's skin. And when you see celebrities on the red carpet and they're just glowing, of course, they've gotten a lot of facial treatments, but they've had a lot of facial massage in those treatments. It's you know, draining toxins and helping to get things moving and getting the circulation moving and, you know, draining that lymph. So I try to do a little bit 
day and night. Of course, some days I'm really rushed and I only have time to go over my skin with a cold roller and I'll use that as the last step in the routine before sunscreen. Sometimes I'll go in with my jade roller. I love my Foreo for cleansing the skin. It stays really clean and sanitary, so I love that. But massage, I think if you can incorporate it a little bit here and there, I think it goes a long way. And it doesn't always have to be 10 minutes. It can just be when you are applying your serums and your moisturizer, like work in circular motions. Don't be afraid to work around the eyes and do a little lymphatic, light lymphatic drainage. So I think that's really important and just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think a lot of people are scared of manipulating their skin because there's so much out there about don't tug on your skin, don't do this. You don't want to Uh, you know, ruin the collagen around your eye area. And it's like, yes, of course, don't go ham with your makeup remover wipe, which is a whole nother story. But, you know, (laughs) doing facial massage and facial manipulations on a daily basis provides so much benefit. Because at the end of the day, all of these products that we're using and putting on top of our skin, the whole purpose of these products is to affect the structures within the skin. And that's exactly what facial massage is doing with your blood flow and your lymphatic drainage um, and just really helping to, to, to improve your skin from the inside out. So definitely a non-negotiable. That's a great point, Tess. Thank you. It's just, it's something my clients, when they leave the treatment room, like they look in the mirror and they see the noticeable difference because I do a lot of massaging the skin in the treatment room. And I think that's so key. So I definitely try to do a little bit every day. But yeah, Yeah, I guess that is that. We can dive more into facial massage and things we do at night in our next episode, because of course, I think that's when we have the luxury of a little bit more time. So we can dive more into that in future episodes, but I think we will cap it here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We so appreciate it, especially being a new podcast. Lauren and I took a big leap with this and it's something we're so passionate and excited to share. And so we appreciate all the support and reviews you may leave or can leave. We so appreciate them. We read them. We get so excited about them. So thank you guys for the support. Yes. Thank you, everybody. We truly, truly appreciate it. We love doing this and we love hearing any feedback, what you guys like, what you want to hear. Um, So yeah, we're just really happy and grateful for it all. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will speak to you in the next one. Bye.